0: Are you an expecting mom or are you a friend or a sister or a mother or a grandmother to someone who is expecting? This conversation is going to be such a blessing to you and to that precious baby. With me today is my dear friend, Ashley Haunts, who is a registered nurse and a lactation consultant who has many years of experience and so much wisdom to share with us on this topic. So whether it's you or whether you're here to be a support to someone through their breastfeeding journey, I'm so glad that you're here for this conversation. Hi friends, welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Ashley, thank you so
1: much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Krista. I'm really excited to talk today with
0: you. Good. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I know (laughs) kicking off, we're talking about breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. which I think initially people would think like oh, this is just a topic for a mom who right now is getting ready to have a baby or just has a new baby like she's Mm -hmm. the only one who it's for but you would say this is a conversation for a lot more people
1: absolutely so although this is really good for moms who are pregnant and who are expecting a baby it's also good for um any friends of moms um, support people like grandmothers aunties and dads it's really good for dads too Um, because those are the people that are in a mom's life that are going to help support her through her breastfeeding experience and so so this is super important for them to be involved with so that they can know what their loved one is going to go through with breastfeeding and how to help them. So
0: that's really special. And I mean, I think everyone who's a mom who's listening to this has mm-hmm. their own breastfeeding story, Right. whether it was one that led to, uh, you know, nursing exclusively mm-hmm. or, or not, or bottle right. feeding exclusively, but regardless mm-hmm. of what our personal stories are, right. we'll have friends who's ex- and sisters and, mm-hmm. uh, whose stories will be different than ours. Yes. Because everyone's story, which mm-hmm. I think is something that nobody people don't realize that, that it's not just like a universal experience. Right. That's kind of what my expectation was at the right. first when I was having my first baby. Right. But I really appreciate you being here because I yeah. think that you experience all these different types mm-hmm. of moms journeys that they've gone through. Right. And that you sharing your wisdom will really help us to be able to be a better friend and a mm-hmm. better sister. And just a better voice of encouragement to the moms in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was thinking about back to when I took my first breastfeeding class. Mm -hmm. I guess it was only one class. I didn't take a class with my others, but with my first baby. Right. And when I went, um, I didn't even think about bringing someone with me. Right. Because I was like, I'm the one nursing the baby. Mm -hmm. Like. I am the the giver of the milk. Like, <laughs> yes. I'll go by myself. Yes. And when I got there, I was the only person who was alone. Mm. And I remember at first I was kind of like, oh, I didn't know that I should have brought my husband right. or my mom along for this journey or mm-hmm. someone else. Like, I just figured I was coming. But then I just sat up real proud. I was like, yeah. it's fine. You got this by yourself. Yes. And I did for the class. But mm-hmm. for, for the rest of life, like, mm-hmm it was really important to have them along with me so I love that you started us off that way yeah so breastfeeding though is so much more than just the milk that you're giving your
1: baby Mm -hmm. exactly so I know we just think of breast milk as breast milk and it's a way to feed the baby but there's so many benefits to breastfeeding and so many good things in there so I just kind of want to take a little bit of time to go over some of the benefits of breastfeeding because this is the why this is why um, why moms you know might want to choose this breastfeeding route um, and why as like a support person you may want to encourage and help along that mother in your life who is choosing this so so we're going to talk a little bit there's so many benefits to breastfeeding so we're going to start off with um, a few benefits for babies so one thing um, with breast milk is that it has over 200 different components in it that cannot be duplicated by formula It's just such an amazing living substance. Um, There's antibodies in there. There's um, uh, immunoglobulins, antivirals, all these good things. Um, There's stem cells in breast milk. And if Mm -hmm. we know that now they're using stem cells to treat things like cancer and to help with all these different ailments, and we could be giving those stem cells to our babies to our breast milk, what a neat thing that yeah. is, you know? And there's so many things that they're still finding in breast milk every day um, that is just, we're just going to keep learning new things. So it's just a lot of stuff um, and so many things that just can't be duplicated by formula. So it's just, that's, that's one of the things that's so great about breast milk um, in terms of its composition. So, um, and then um, going along with the nutrition of the breast milk, it's perfect for baby at every age. So let's say as a mother you give birth prematurely and your baby is born premature at 32 weeks or you know somewhere in that range your milk is different Than if your body was to give birth at you know full term at 40 weeks, so there'll be more sodium or more things in there that that premature baby specifically needs, Um, and that continues to happen all through the baby's life cycle. Yeah, because when I've
0: looked at the milk that I pumped when I had (laughs) like a newborn or like a one month old, and I have that frozen milk, Mm -hmm. it looks completely different different. than when I'm pumping with a one year old. Whatever I've pumped, exactly. What in the world? It's like it's a complete. It's almost like it's a different substance. It's crazy. And you're right. It changes all the way through the top years.
1: It continues to change um, for that baby as they grow. And breast milk is even different from daytime to nighttime. Okay. I've heard that
0: too. I always wondered why on the bags, because it says on the pumping bags, like time of day. Yes, And at first I thought that's a weird thing to put. But then when I found that out, Mm -hmm. what you
1: have different hormones that are coming out at those certain times to kind of help with circadian rhythm and things like that. And also it's different from whether you have a boy or a girl. Your breast milk changes. So just really interesting things. Um, And then going along with just some other benefits for baby, just moving along, you know, your breast milk takes on whatever flavor that like, so whatever a mother eats, the breast milk takes on that flavor. Mm -hmm. So if your family is a family that likes lasagna, when your baby grows up, your baby has been exposed to lasagna and will most likely want to eat lasagna, you know? So it makes them a less picky eater as they grow up, which is really neat. Like I know for me, I love salmon and asparagus. Most kids it are like salmon, yeah. Salmon and asparagus. I don't know about that, but my kids all love salmon and asparagus. Wow. You know, and it's something that I ate a lot of that when I was breastfeeding my own kids. You know, and um, I think that is probably part of the reason why. Um, and and you know, formula it does stay the same flavor. You know, whereas breast milk can change, and okay. you know, it picks up all those little nuances and things. So, which is a really neat thing. Um, another benefit for babies is that. Uh, babies who breastfeed have fewer ear infections Mm. and that's a huge deal because ear infections are the number one reason that children under the age of one go to the pediatrician wow so if we can kind of try to help eliminate that by giving the breast milk that's that's just a real positive um, not only for the baby but for the family who has to take time off of work to go and to go to the doctor and all those things but if just thinking about the anatomy and physiology of why this happens um is you know when when a baby breast feeds. They're in a position in such a way that the breast milk doesn't get into the ear canal as easily, mm. right? With formula, because of the, the propping of the bottle, sometimes the formula can get in. But even if a mom is, um, giving breast milk by bottle, There's still a chance for breast milk to get into the ear canal. The difference is that because breast milk was made by the human body, if breast milk gets into the ear canal, it can be absorbed by the human body. The body goes, I know what this is, I know what this is, and just starts breaking it down and just kind of getting rid of it. Whereas formula kind of pools in that ear and it actually fosters the growth of bacteria and can cause more ear infections. So, so this is just I'm just kind of giving some some rationale to. We hear these things like, oh, babies have less ear infections, or but these. These are some of the reasons behind this mm-hmm. so um just a cute, a few other things with babies um they have um less sickness overall so in, in just you know going off of the ear infections it's because um, mothers have antibodies mm-hmm. and antivirals and immunoglobulins mm-hmm. in their breast milk and from when a mother who is breastfeeding when she is exposed to any kind of germ within 20 minutes of her being exposed to that germ, she is already making antibodies to fight that. Wow. Yeah. And usually, you know, you know, I know you do a lot of baby wearing and different Mm -hmm. things. So usually whatever you're exposed to as a mom, your baby's probably also exposed to, right? Yeah. So it's just something that, you know, our babies are exposed to germs and things. And especially in a time like now where, you know, that could be a concern with, in the the season of a pandemic breastfeeding is so important for those reasons cuz we're just really helping those babies immune systems
0: along so yeah yeah well and i remember it's interesting because especially with my first again i mm-hmm. think that it's a different experience the first time
1: right
0: when you're a first time mom with a first time baby right um i hadn't been around a mom starting a breastfeeding journey mm-hmm. before right i had been around moms in communities where they already breastfed their babies, and I yeah. watched moms nursing their babies. Right. But it was, like, babies that were a few months old. Mm-hmm. Um, or even, like, the funniness of when you're watching someone nurse, like, a busy baby, when they're starting to be a crawler and they're, like, climbing <laughs> they're up you in all their gymnastics. positions. Yeah. Right, and they're, like, <laughs> climbing on your head while they're nursing. Right. How are you doing that? <laughs> um, but I had seen a lot of that. But I had never seen – I mean, and especially, too, in our culture, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. moms are so – modest normally about breastfeeding that they're normally all covered when while they're nursing Mm -hmm. but I had never been around a mom nursing a brand new baby and so I think I had this expectation I mean right I went to the class Mm -hmm. and I had like I had like a nursing bra and I, and I had, I felt like I had what I took to nurse a baby. Mm -hmm. Like I have breasts, I have a baby, I can breastfeed a baby. And then I was just floored at how hard it was that I remember just like crying that it was not as easy as I expected it to be.
1: Right. Right. And I feel like that is, that is the way with breastfeeding. Like there's, there is this expectation that because it's natural that it should be easy. And it's so not easy. Um, for some women it is. And and you know, and that's so wonderful for them. But for most
0: women And I would wish that on anyone. And I have had friends that way. Who I I hear their story, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, we nursed. I'm like, yeah, that was all. <laughs> right, that was your journey. Yes. Is that we said right. yes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's almost like it doesn't really seem fair, <laughs> right? And there's going to
1: be some really hard times. So you know, in the beginning, and and that's why just dabbling back into the benefits, just a few more things I want to highlight oh, with yeah. moms. Um, you know, just there's also benefits for moms too because sometimes mm. we think all about the baby, the baby's going to get the benefits, but thinking about how it affects moms as well, um, we know that. Breastfeeding helps reduce the risk of hormonally driven driven cancers, so Mm. breast cancer, ovarian cancer, things like that. Um, It helps reduce the risk of osteoporosis, um, rheumatoid arthritis, just a lot of things that just down the line, not only in just their near future, but years and decades down the road, um, just this process of breastfeeding and what our bodies were designed to do Mm -hmm. really has a lot of benefits for mom. Um, and one that's good for mom and baby is the bonding time.
0: Yeah. Um, and it makes so, me slow down yeah. in such a different way.
1: And just, it makes you enjoy. Um, and it's something that, you know, it happens both on a physical level, but also on this hormonal level. Mm-hmm. So every time that a woman breastfeeds the, the, when the milk lets down for the baby, it releases oxytocin and oxytocin is called the love hormone. Mm-hmm. So that feeling, when you first fell in love, those butterfly feelings That was your oxytocin going just firing all over the place, right? So if we're stimulating that oxytocin as often as baby's feeding 8 to 12 times in 24 hours... On a mm. level that we don't even know, um, our babies—we are bonding with our babies and creating that love hormone. Now, for moms who cannot breastfeed, this can still happen. So, for let's say a mom—you know, she's tried everything; she's really tried to breastfeed, and she's discouraged because she said, "You know what? It just didn't work for me." Bonding can still happen with skin-to-skin time. Mm-hmm. So we know that when a baby's bare chest is on a mom's bare chest, that that also increases oxytocin and creates mm. that bonding. So that's just just something I want to throw out there for that all those moms. Skin to Skin. Yeah, the skin to skin is so important. Um, and then just a few more benefits for yeah. families because I just got to throw these out there. But, um, you know, just looking at your family dynamic and how much you spend on different things, the nursery and all this oh, stuff, yeah. it, can, it can add up. But with breastfeeding, it's a lot less expensive. It's a lot more convenient too. You don't have to worry about doing dishes and buying all the extra stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you may buy a pump, you know, or something like that, but you're not having to spend all well, the Well and extra. even the pump.
0: I was surprised yeah. how many people their insurance actually yes, covered. A pump you're for so them. right.
1: Yeah, you're so right. So that's something to definitely look into. Mm. Pumps are a lot of most of the times should be covered by insurance. And if your insurance doesn't, I also asked for friends. Like, does anyone have an extra yes. pump? And yes. And then
0: you couldn't buy all of the like tubing and stuff like that yes. from a Um, like I couldn't just buy it easily online, but I Mm -hmm. found out that through the hospital that I was able to buy all of the tubing accessories to be able to make it a lot more affordable for me to start.
1: Absolutely. And you can also buy it in pieces just like that. Um, so all of these things together, I just kind of want to, you know, I'm, that's something I love to share just some of the benefits, please feel free mamas or, you know, support, you know any support people out there to check out more benefits to breastfeeding Mm -hmm. because these are the, these are our why these are why you have to
0: have a solid why to do anything. Exactly. Absolutely. in the
1: hard times in the middle of the night when the baby's cluster feeding all night and you're exhausted and you know, you want to know why am I doing this? And and why am I going through this hard thing? And sometimes just something to keep in mind is sometimes the hardest things in life are the best things. Absolutely. So just something, you know, something to think about.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, having the support of the people who I knew were there for me Mm
1: -hmm. really
0: made a difference too, with like my mom being there and my husband like to help because it wasn't easy. Right. My start was really hard. And right. even like going back to the breastfeeding clinic like multiple yes. times yep. and my mom my mom being willing to come with me. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't been willing to reach out to her to be like, mom, would you come? Or right. like, would you help me with this? That, mm-hmm. that was really, really important. Really crucial. And for me, the biggest hurdles were really at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think, would you agree that that's oh, normally yeah. the case? Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's tackle a little bit of those
1: hurdles because there are a few things I see very commonly, mm-hmm. a lot of common questions or concerns from, from just my patients at the hospital. Um, one thing I see is moms feel like that their breasts should be full right away and that yeah. there should just be milk kind of spraying out and just ready to go. <laughs> and it just doesn't work like that. Well, their so, tummies are so yes, little still. Yes, yes, yes. So that's something that's really interesting so um, I like to, to tell moms to ex- what to expect because they're expecting to have these right after the birth to have these large breasts that are just full of milk that's not going to happen so it actually takes about 72 hours before a mom will start to feel that her breasts are getting fuller and heavier and before the milk starts flowing and this is really good for a lot of grandmothers to know too because our grandmothers especially their culture was not a breastfeeding culture mostly it was a formula feeding Mm -hmm. culture and that's no fault of their own that's just what was normal at the time so they have a lot of mis conceptions and a lot of ideas that really aren't true so like one Mm -hmm. is oh your milk's not flowing right away that means you don't have the milk
0: oh wow and
1: that's not true so so yeah so one thing I like to kind of go over with moms like you said Krista is their tummies are so small Mm -hmm. um especially in the first you know the first couple days their tummy the first day is only five milliliters which is the size of a teaspoon
0: wow (laughs) Wow.
1: so a teaspoon (laughs) yeah and if we think about our tummies if our tummy was that small we would have to eat so many times in our day. Right. Yes. And just kind of little bit, little bits so all day often. long. Right. Yeah. So this is normal and it's really amazing. Um, I get really excited about this, but I just think of the way that we are designed and the way that we are created. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the way that the mom and baby's interaction is with the way that milk is produced in those first couple of days is like a front row seat to God's amazing creation. And yeah. so let me kind of elaborate on that. Um, with the tummy being so small, this new baby too, they, they come out not knowing how to eat, right? Right. That was another thing that hit me when I was like, whoa, I don't know what I'm doing. Right.
0: And they don't and know what they're doing.
1: They don't know what they're doing, right? So this little baby has to learn how to suck, swallow, breathe, suck, mm. swallow, breathe without choking, right? And so the body produces small amounts of colostrum the first three days. And that colostrum, it's small drops, but it's very rich milk. It's very, very high in calories. And so our bodies were designed to do that so that our babies could learn to learn how to suck, swallow, breathe with small amounts and high, wow. cal- high, rich milk so that by the time the volume is really increased and in flowing, um, they are able to know and able to handle that extra volume. So that's, that's a, it's just a really neat thing. Um, yeah, yeah so, so the I mean. babies have to figure that out
0: and your yes. milk has to start coming in.
1: Yes. Yes. And then on top of that, so the next hurdle that I often see is that, um, women don't know that their baby is going to be doing classes, something called cluster feeding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember that being just a shocker <laughs> right. for me. Right. So cluster feeding in case anyone doesn't know is where the baby feeds several hours or several feedings
0: in a row. Um, so it's this like is it's like, it just finished. Like yeah. I just finished nursing you. Yeah. I laid you down. I changed your diaper. I yeah. got myself kind of cleaned up again. And then they're fussing again. Yep. It's like, you can't be hungry you just ate it's like this all-day buffet for them right yeah just like going for it um so this is
1: very normal and so i want parents to know um not only moms but dads mm-hmm. because dads are often the ones that are going to be there those first three days helping and they're the
0: only voice you're hearing yes. right
1: yes and they're going they're kind of going well, why hmm. is baby feeding so much you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna lay out a little bit of that information okay. for that so um so the cluster feeding you know when a baby's first born they have a job to do and they know that the more that they stimulate breast or suck at the breast the more milk mom makes Mm -hmm. right so they're essentially sometimes i say just putting money in the bank saying i want a lot of milk from a couple days from now so i'm going to work hard and then by the time that that third day comes usually it's about 72 hours after baby's born that's when that volume really increases and they go oh my job is done I can kind of settle down a little bit but what also parents don't know is that a lot of times this cluster feeding happens in the middle of the night yeah (laughs) and it's like the total opposite of what we want to do right we want to sleep in the middle of the night and this baby is up all night um And so there's a little bit, there's a couple reasons why this happens. The first reason is that we have this great hormone called prolactin, and it makes breast milk. Well, the peak level of prolactin in the human body is around 2 a.m. So guess what? That baby goes, ooh, that hormone's really high at 2 a.m. I am going to work harder at that time. And so that's why babies tend to cluster feed at 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. is right during that time because they're taking advantage of that milk-making hormone. And so remember that. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if you can speak to this Krista, but another reason too, is that babies generally like
0: to kick more at nighttime. Oh yeah. I don't know if you feel that Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I always just thought it's because that's when I slow down. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is true. And so during, you're exactly right. So during the day, as you walk around doing your normal day to day, your baby is just like, this is great. I'm lulled to sleep. I'm comfortable. I'm like in a hammock, right? The baby's just hanging out. Um, as soon as you lay down at nighttime, he's like, okay, mom's asleep. I'm going to start moving around. I'm going to, you know, just yes. tell her hello. i like a party. I'm here. Yeah, it's a party in here. And so usually whenever your baby was active the most is when they're going to want to eat the most yeah. too, which typically is at nighttime. Wow. So. Wow.
0: Yeah, That's, but
1: something I just want parents to know. So
0: Yes, yes. So I know that this is a whole journey. Like yeah. breastfeeding is not just something that is like an arrival point. Yes. So let's talk about
1: that. Okay, um, yeah, so, so breastfeeding is a journey. Um, you know, it's something that you get to make, you know, every mom gets to make their own journey, though okay Mm -hmm. so so one thing that is super important at the beginning of any journey we need to kind of educate ourselves Mm -hmm. and go you know okay what am I expecting of this journey what are my goals for this journey
0: and how am I going to prepare for this Mm -hmm. journey right so one thing I think like you said too like that it's your journey yes it's not everyone else's journey so like putting aside what does culture say yes that I'm supposed to be doing right how am I supposed to be going about this right like no this is actually and even like what is my family say? Mm -hmm. What is their expectation? But you know what this is this is our journey. And it's kind of a first step into taking ownership of the of part of your parenting roles Mm -hmm. as the mom. Right. What do I want? why do I want it and how am I going to go about this? Absolutely. That's so,
1: so true. Um, and, and so one thing that's super important, I think for parents in the beginning is to take some kind of class, Mm -hmm. take a breastfeeding class, get educated about it, read a book. There's some wonderful books out there about breastfeeding, um, come alongside a friend who's experienced and just say, Hey, you know, what was your breastfeeding experience? And that's so helpful because Mm -hmm. what the uh, mom will probably learn from her friend is that maybe it wasn't so easy in the beginning. And like you said, in the beginning, beginning a lot of times we see these mothers who are breastfeeding but they're breastfeeding older babies that they've already gone through all the hurdles so they make it look easy right yeah and so we want to make sure to talk to our friends um, and just kind of get what their experiences were and kind of see what happened with them and that's going to help us in the beginning of our journey too just knowing you know okay what did they experience how what is something that i can expect and how to move forward from there Mm -hmm. um and just you know with anything you set yourself up for success when you educate yourself so that's yeah. just a huge
0: piece. I feel like it's like giving yourself tools in your toolbox. Exactly. That's a that's a great way to explain that. Yeah. And sure. knowing too that the education doesn't end just because baby's here. Yeah. That that's also important because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I kind of, again, like I said, like I expected that it would just work, mm-hmm. but then having the support of, you know, the lactation consultant afterwards to be able to go yeah. to and say, okay, what am I doing here? How mm-hmm. can you help me? with this was yes. just made a world of difference.
1: And that's a great point too, because you, you really need to surround yourself with good support, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that could be, like you said, a lactation consultant. It could be a nurse. It could be a midwife. Mm-hmm. It could be a pediatrician. Yeah, and those are all healthcare providers that are really versed in helping with breastfeeding. However, it can also be your friend or your sister uh-huh. or your mom. Or and your it aunt. does
0: take asking though, because yes. I think like I would be really hesitant if like, my sister or my sister in laws, any of them, if they were struggling, I wouldn't want to be have it seem like I was like, yes. oh well, Krista thinks she knows what she's doing because she's nursed right. for kids, and, <laughs> right. you know. My, you know, <laughs> yes. I don't want to come across that yeah. way ever. But if they just asked and said like, okay, mm-hmm. did you ever experience anything like this? Just yeah. the question yeah. of, would just open up the door for me to feel like I could say okay, yes. yes, let me help. Here's <laughs> yes. what helped me. These are these are the literal items I use that mm-hmm. helped me with breastfeeding. And this yes. is what I would recommend you could try. Um, and just also knowing too, like surrounding yourself with people in that season yeah. who are going to be advocating for you mm-hmm. and rather than like being an, an eye of judgment on right. you.
1: Right, 100%. And that's so huge. And so, and so as you think of your support people too, think of people who are not only going to help you with the breastfeeding, but who's going to help you run errands. Yeah. Who can help you help keep your house clean and, well, and watch the other let kids. let them. Like yeah. that's the other yes. thing. I think we yes. think
0: we should be able to do it all. Right. And we, no one should. Right it's okay for and i feel like you know moms
1: kind of think sometimes that it's not okay to ask for help mm-hmm. but it's so okay to ask for help it means you're Absolutely. human it means that you know you're trying and you, you need help that's okay i feel like sometimes if we think that we, if we ask for help, we somehow feel failure. We somehow feel like, gosh, you know what, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Mm -hmm. Or what if they think I'm not a naturally gifted mom because I don't know how to latch my baby. Mm -hmm. And this is just something that, you know, our culture, the way that our culture used to be when women in a town would have a baby, All the other women in town would come over and they would help her. Someone would hold the baby. Someone would cook the meals. Someone would help with the latching. And we just have a culture
0: now that's so distant that we've lost a lot of that. Well, and even worse, like we see on, like you see, I think sometimes across social media, it's like, well, that mom's able to do it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you think you should be able to. You just feel
1: like you should be able to do it all. It's like kind of like that, you know, that Pinterest perfect culture where you should be able to do all the things Mm -hmm. and it's just not. You know, it's just not, um, you just, it's, you just can't sometimes. And that's okay. Yeah.
0: Well, and I found too, that when I ask someone for help, mm -hmm. it's almost like it opens the door in the relationship for it to be reciprocal. And I want to be that friend who can be the help for someone, but I can't always be the one giving the help if I'm not willing to receive the help. Uh And so I think asking even something simple, like asking a friend, would you mind setting up a meal train for us? Yes. (laughs) That like, that's something, the friend who's setting it up, it's easy. Easy for them to do, right? But then they're opening the door for how many other people to be willing to step in and help. But if you don't ask, then no one's going to know to do it for you. And
1: I'm so glad you said that, Krista, because a big part of a mother's journey after she has her baby, she is meant to recover. Birth with birth pregnancy is a big, big ordeal, yeah. right? And so she needs time to recover and she needs time to bond with her baby and get to know her baby mm-hmm. and time to learn breastfeeding because breastfeeding, again, is not always easy. And it's just like, and it's you know, different with every child, it's different with every child. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, like in the beginning, it's kind of like riding a bike. You're at first, it feels awkward. Where do I put my hand? Where do I hold the baby? How do I do this? And just giving moms time to learn about their baby and learn how to breastfeed is wonderful. And so ways that they, that we can do that is by coming alongside other moms, you know, with meal trains and with ways to support her. So she doesn't have to focus on, oh my goodness, what am I going to make for dinner? You know, I, I need to do all these things, but I also need to feed my baby. She can just focus on recovering and feeding her baby. Yeah. So
0: yeah. It's, well, it's if huge. you could leave these moms listening to this, mm-hmm. whether they're like a, currently having a baby, or if they have friends who are having babies, Mm -hmm. um, or if it's being shared with a dad, if you could leave them with a word of hope or encouragement to close out, what would it be?
1: Absolutely. Um, breastfeeding is just such a wonderful thing. It is really a privilege and it's something Mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of like pregnancy, no one else gets to do that. You are the one that gets to to feed that baby, which is such a neat thing, right? Um, but as much as I believe in breastfeeding from both an educational standpoint and from a personal standpoint, because I breastfed my own kids, I also know that breastfeeding is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how you choose to feed your baby, the biggest thing that any mother can do, especially when they're pregnant or any support person can do is get educated. So learn about the process um, and just advocate for yourself and whatever decision you decide on how to feed your baby, um, that is your decision and you just be confident in that. And then just remember that regardless of how you choose to feed your baby, whether it's exclusive breastfeeding, whether it's pumping and giving them bottle, whether it's formula feeding, Mm -hmm. that you, no matter what, are the best mom for your kid. So Mm, and that's just the
0: beginning of a beautiful step in parenting. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Ashley had so much wisdom to share with us today. And I know there are so many women who would be encouraged by it. So if you don't already, Follow me on Instagram at Seek Holy Living, and this week I'll be sharing some of the wisdom that Ashley shared with us today in this podcast so that you can share it there with your friends. You also can follow Ashley at her website, "Beautiful Mommyhood." And that's B-E-Y-O-U Tiffle Mommyhood. If you want to hear more from Ashley, you can go back to our conversation about how to be a healthy mom.: Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at SeekHolyLiving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. and join us next week as we reflect on how to prepare our hearts for Easter.